I've never been one to uh, count down the days until Friday. I, I really appreciate every single week that I have, or every single day in the week that I have, rather. But lately, the weeks have been so busy that I've really looked forward to and enjoyed Fridays. So Friday morning, just finished enjoying my coffee for the morning, about to get ready to head out the door to go to work. Wrapping up this week, we are on the final stretch, final countdown. We settle and move into our new house next week. So we've been organizing and um, chasing up, finalizing paperwork uh, in amongst crazy busy work weeks. Um, But look, I'm just truly, truly looking forward to the end of the year. A few months ago, you will know that... um, I took some time off for burnout. I don't feel burnout now. I just feel like I'm spent. The end of the year is very fast approaching on us. It is nearly Christmas and I'm, to be honest, finding it a challenge to dig up the energy and inspiration to do almost anything online. It's really bad. Um, I can slowly start to feel it picking up, but um, when I go, it's kind of interesting because when I go back through all of these stats on my blog, and I see how my engagement is and, um, you know, just just general activity that I do on my blogs. I tend to go down, you know, from the mid, which is winter here for us, like June through to October, November-ish. It slows down, um, slowly picks up towards Christmas time. Um, but, yeah, just it's lagging this time. I don't know why. But enough about that. Someone's cutting their lawn outside. I love the sound of a lawnmower early in the morning. It's just like, you can just tell that you're going to smell like fresh cut lawn grass, um, which I'm going to have to be doing for my grass this weekend. I'm going to have to cut my lawns. Um, Started prepping uh, some of the gardening, sprayed some weeds and whatnot recently. Um, That's what I'll be doing this weekend as well as packing. Today, hopefully, is not a jam-packed day. but next week, some more paperwork finalization, and it's all happening. It's an exciting time of year. So lately, I've been wanting to do a, uh, I guess, a current playlist favorites segment. And in case anybody was interested in some good tracks to listen to, I have a playlist that I've got on repeat at the moment. So I'm currently in my... Uh, Apple Music, and my top, I don't know, five, six songs are Feels Great featuring Fetty Wap and CVBZ, uh, Havana featuring Young Thug, Rockstar featuring 21 Savage, that is a good, good song, um, I Fall Apart, Post Malone, and my <laughs> my son is very much into the song Put On featuring Kanye West um, uh, by Young Jeezy as well. That's a good song. Uh, and one of my other favourites is, uh, if this is how it's pronounced, I'm not sure, uh, White Iverson or White Iverson, uh, Post Malone again. So those are probably my one, two, three, four, five, six songs. If I had to pick a favorite, probably Rockstar featuring 21 Savage and White of is it Aversion? Jeez, I can't even spell, I'm so bad. Uh, I'm supposed to be academic. White Iverson Aversion Iverson. I don't know, Post Malone, you probably heard it. Um, 
good so those are the two good songs and Havana coming into summertime here in Australia Havana is just like it's got that real summery vibe and beat to it so they're probably my my favorites ones that I were listening to a lot was anything from Logic um, I started hearing and listening to Logic probably a year ago after he appeared on uh, Gary Vaynerchuk's YouTube um, which, by the way, I haven't watched and don't watch that much anymore. Um, anyway, not, not that, that really matters. But um, I listened to, heard Logic on there, and he just had some, you know, he just sounded like a cool guy. So I went on to um, uh, Instagram and looked him up and then listened to some of his music and basically got all of his albums. So he's he's just a cool guy. Um, so, yes, those were my top... Uh, songs for the playlist so I'm about to go and crank them while I get ready and head to work uh, so I can wrap up this Friday and hopefully it's a productive one and uh, I'll hopefully be back on here a little bit shortly that's embarrassing I I try to look up the pronunciation of that word I-V-E-R-S-I-O-N that Post Malone if that's even how you pronounce his name um song and I don't know that's what two and a half degrees gets you people inability to pronounce and spell words moving on I went outside and tried to find who was cutting their lawns and I can smell the grasses cut it's fresh but no one around me had their lawns freshly cut it's like a ghost lawnmower there's just none I don't know it smells good anyway um Yeah, I'll be back. <laughs> okay, so the countdown is on. Next week, I believe, Justice League is being released at the cinemas, and I'm very excited. I still have not watched a trailer. I do not know what what it looks like. Uh, I don't watch trailers for any movies. I hate spoilers. Uh, I love to go in there and just see all the characters, the costume, um, the way they portray the characters, who plays them. Uh, I like to just see it all unfold. Um, so unless it's like a main character that I've seen in like a previous movie that's led up to, say, Justice League, like I've seen Batman vs Superman, I've seen Wonder Woman, um, then I'll know who those main characters are, but I do not go and dig into who the other characters are most of the time. Uh, so it's really, uh, it's all going to be a surprise to me. So I'm very, very excited. Um, as you know, I'm a huge DC fan. So um, I am, I just can't wait. Um, I, in, in the movie news though, I watched recently a movie called The Wall, um, which was a uh, military army type movie. Um, very interesting. It was not what I expected at all, um, but again, I probably would have known that had I read the blurb, uh, the movie details. I don't even read those. <laughs> I, uh, if the cover looks good, I judge the movie by its cover. If it's got, if I look at the, the movies, like if I look at the front and I recognize some characters in there um, or it looks good, I'll be like, yeah, I'll take a gamble and I'll just watch it, um, which is what I did. And it, look, it wasn't a bad movie, it was just not what I expected. Um, 
I'm I'm a fan of um, military movies. You know, for anything that's army, um, your um, you know what's the what's the movie? Some of them, uh, Lone is it Lone Ranger? Um, I wouldn't say Machine Gun Preacher was very army-ish. I can't even remember, actually. I, I don't even know. My memory is very bad. But um, something like Machine Gun Preacher, Lone Ranger, um, you're saving Private Ryan. Um, those type of movies, you know, always always a big fan of. So, The Wall, would I... I, I mean, anyway, I'll, I'll leave it at that. It's interesting. If you, if, you, if, you, if you approach movies the way I approach movies, go and watch it. Just because, you know, it's you'll get the experience of what you're supposed to get because you like surprises. Um, apparently, though, it didn't rate very high when I looked up the ratings. So sometimes I do look up movie ratings, though. If I go on IMDb, sometimes Rotten Tomatoes, I will look up uh, what the rating of the movie is. If I if the cover looks yeah, not that good, um, or if I don't know any of the people that are in it and the cover looks really good, I'm like, uh, I'm really not sure. I'll go and look at the rating. If it's like 5.7, 6, um, anything less than 5, I'm like, I probably wouldn't even touch. Um, but if if it appeals to me over and over and over again, and I'm like, oh, this is pretty interesting still. Look, for some reason, it's drawing me to it. Um, I'll go and watch it. And I've watched movies that have low ratings before, and I you know I really enjoy it. Some I think a lot of people uh, rate, rated Batman versus Superman very low like people just thought it was like a terrible movie they I've heard people say it was very slow um, they just didn't understand the point of like Batman versus Superman well you would if you understand the comic world um, but I think some people just did like, actually a lot of people just didn't like it but I rated that movie like nine and a half out of ten um, there was only one scene where I was like oh that was a little bit too quick how that part happened uh, so I took off half a point um, that's how much of a fan I am that I can't even rate the movie bad. <laughs> um, except, I was, growing up, I was a Dragon Ball Z fan. I collected all of the, uh, you know, those Tarzo collectible things that you would find in chip packets. Um, I would re- record it uh, before I'd go off to school and watch it when I'd come home because I'd have to go to school. Um, so before I'd study, I'd go and watch it. But when they released the Dragon Ball uh, feature film. Oh my God, what a fail. I, I, The anticipation I had for the lead up of that movie and then when they released it, it was, oh, it was garbage. Um, they did not do it any justice at all. Why not get the people from like the people, for, actually, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to elaborate on this for a second, for the, just for the sake of it, even if you're not a Dragon Ball Z fan. Give me a second. Okay, so as I was saying, like, terrible movie. What they should have done is gotten the makers of, like, people who did all the graphics and the makers of, for example, The Matrix. Give it to a production company like uh, Warner Brothers, um... And let them go to town on recreating what was perceived in cartoon into something that's visual. Um, make the costumes, like, just darker. I think it probably... I don't know whether or not they were trying to appeal to the younger generation for that for that cartoon series. Probably. That's what I suspect why it was the way it was. It was very... It was very cartoon-like, very... I don't know, it just felt... 
kind of Nickelodeon to me. Um, not that a, not Disney Nickelodeon at all. Growing up, Nickelodeon was the bomb. Um, but just that kind of feel. So to watch it, it was to me, it was just disappointing. Uh, so had they have got someone like Warner Brothers and, as I said, the Matrix, the people who made the Matrix, uh, and just got the graphics like sh- like really strong. If anyone ever watched the movie by uh, Jet Li called The One. So, for example, how he moves really fast, and you see like the the ripples in the air, stuff like that needed to be incorporated into the Dragon Ball movie, the feature film. So, it just it goes to goes to show that it can be a challenge if you perceive the way something should be in a cartoon and then turn it into a film. Like, there's a lot of like. There's probably a lot of people here who just do not like Dragon Ball Z at all, and I can appreciate that, so we're going to tune you out right now. But if you are interested, keep listening. If you're not, skip through. But in the cartoon series, they, like, release these, like, energy beams out of their hands. They've got, like, a chi that, likes, like, um, like an aura that floats around them. When they power up, it, like, expands. Um, like, all of that needed to be captured a lot better. You, If you watch... A lot of the uh, superhero movies nowadays, um, for argument's sake, when, uh, for example, Superman's about to take off, um, and he leans down to the floor, and then the floor starts to buckle, and then he embeds into the floor before he launches off, and um, some of the, the earth and ground around him lifts up and moves and floats. There's a lot of energy around there that's being, like, you know, disturbed, that's causing the movement. That, that shit needs to be portrayed in the movies. Um, Anyway, obviously I'm talking really passionate about Dragon Ball Z movie, which was like 10 years ago, but it just stuck through me. It's like this, this pain that I'll never forget. This, it just, this, this hurt that I just can't let go of. Anyway, enough of that, moving on. I was consuming probably one too many energy drinks per week. I admit, I do a drink energy drink sometimes. Um, sometimes I drink them in the morning and then I'll have maybe one in the afternoon. This is not an everyday thing, like I don't have my own little personal bar fridge yet. Um, but the sugar content in those things is exorbitantly high and I thought I'd try the zero sugar versions of them. Now I've had the zero sugar version of the uh, I think it's V and maybe Red Bull. At the time, I just wasn't to f- crash on it. I also do drink the Mother version, which is distributed by the Coca-Cola company. And I um, tried their sugar-free version, and it's all right. And now I think if I go and try the other sugar-free versions of the other energy drinks, I'll probably be okay to drink them. So right now, I probably sound like someone who is heavily addicted and lives off energy drinks, that is not the case. Um, I don't consume that many, it's not like a daily thing. Um, But every now and then if I've had like a short sleep and I'm driving to work and I just feel sluggish and I know I just want to get like alert, um, it like increases it by like 1%, maybe a little bit more but not much. Like caffeine, coffee, I, I can have three or four cups of caffeine, like coffee, sorry, three or four cups of coffee right before bed and I'll still sleep like a baby like a rock like I won't it'll be fine as long as I'm really really tired my sleep in general is terrible but you know as a whole it just doesn't stop me from sleeping Um, 
and it's the same thing. I can drink an energy drink before bed, and I'll still sleep fine. Um, so I don't have like this. And I wouldn't say that's because of tolerance. That's just because it's never affected me that much. Um, but it does give me like a little bit more of like alert inspirationness, if you like. Um, so I think the biggest. I probably drink Mother the most, and then I will have Red Bull and V probably equally, um, and then that's it. I will not drink any of the other ones. Um, I've tried some of them. I don't know all of their names. Uh, I wasn't too crash hot. I think Monster's pretty uh, well known. Um, I've tried that once. It's all right. Um, but there's probably like a whole ton of other ones as well that I just haven't tried. So. If you have any recommendations, let me know. Knowing, knowing, of course, that in Australia we might not have all of the ones that you've got over there. We don't have many of the things that other people have across the world over here. It is exceptionally behind um, here. In fact, leading off blew my mind. I, was it two weeks ago or something? I was talking about N, like NBN or broadband internet speeds. We've got NBN here. I know what it's called for the rest of the world. Um, it's a re new initiative with all new wiring system and stuff to get faster internet, apparently. Um, but, I mean, I probably max 12 megabits per second on my mobile devices, I was explaining to you. I was watching a video, a YouTube vlog of Sarah Dietschy yesterday, and she was getting like 400 megabits per second. Four, zero, zero. That is ludicrous. <laughs> this whole new revolutionary system that was introduced into Australia that's supposed to be like the saving grace of our internet problem peaked at 100. Like for, if you live probably right next to the exchange in the heart of the city and you're like plugged right in, you might get 100. I don't think, I don't know how many people have got it before, but 400 megabits per second, it took her like 60 seconds to upload a 2 gig video to YouTube. I'd be up at 2 o'clock in the morning for that shit, waiting for like 3, 4, 5, 6 hours. Oh, we are so behind here. I feel like I'm ranting way too much today. It's not because I'm in a bad mood, I'm in a good mood. I'm just in a passionate mood. That's the thing. There's passion by either way. If I'm very, very excited and very happy, I'm passionate. If I'm very, very frustrated with something, I'm equally as passionate. So... That's probably why you can hear it in my voice. If I'm screaming into the microphone, please turn me down. Uh, anyway, so yes. And it also leads on to Netflix. I've been looking as well. I think so many other people are getting, and I don't know when we're going to catch up here, but everybody's getting Netflix over in the States, probably because it originated there. I think, might be wrong. Um, you get like a whole bunch of the great stuff on Netflix, and it's very laggy for us. We don't get like half the stuff you do, um, which is unfortunate. So, anyway, can't complain. First world problems, right? Ah, it's Friday afternoon. It's finally arrived. The sky is blue. And it's been a pretty engaging day here on Anchor. Not so much on my part. I've just been listening to other people's stations and um, hearing all the exciting news that's been happening over on their stations. It just makes me feel good listening to uh, the joy in other people's lives. But sharing some of my own joy, heading home. As I said, sky is blue and uh, it's Friday, which means we're, we're supposed to have a Friday dinner today, but uh, it turns out that um, we're not. 
but uh, it means we've got the night in, so it's probably a good opportunity for me to get the grill cooking and get a barbecue um, happening. Um, so we'll see if that happens. I'll have to go and pick up some stuff probably to go on top of the barbecue. Um, but yeah, I think that'd be a good way to enter the weekend. And today uh, was was interesting as far as news-wise. I don't read news on my station, so this is not going to be giving the news. It's just giving my point of view about particular things that are going on in the world. There was a story on... Uh, where did I hear the story? I think it was on Twitter first. Someone retweeted something from Portia de Rossi. And she basically dropped the bombshell that uh, there was some harassment claims from... Uh, Steven Seagal now. So it seems like everybody is being implicated in some way, shape or form uh, for their uh, apparent bad behaviour that's going on um, in the... It seems to be a lot in the film industry. It's all coming to surface. And I don't know what it's going to take for uh, douchebag guys out in the world to uh, realise their place so that they don't have disrespect for women. Um, but some, somehow, some way, this stuff's got to stop. Um, and I think, you know, it, I, a lot of... What, this is the view I've always had. It, if, the, if there's a problem um, between two parties, often it takes supporters of either party to make situations... More, like a better, correct situation, if you know what I mean. So, for example, in this instance, it turns out that a lot of men in the industry are the cause of a lot of these problems. And a lot of women are coming forward, rightly enough, and um, building up the courage to talk about bad experiences that they've had. And I think what needs to happen is, on the other side, men who support women need to get together and start pointing the finger at other guys to say, what you're doing is not right. So the men, the good men out of all of this need to come together and start supporting the women because what really needs to happen, and this is my view is, between, and I'm getting very deep with as far as masculine and feminine energy is concerned, but to me, you know, women are, I view women as a superior species to men. I'm just going to say it out there like that. I've written about this before. Um, you, if you go and read some of my articles, you'll know what I'm saying there. But women create life. Their energy is much more pliable than a man's. Um, they're just, to me, they're just this, you know, they're, they're an amazing part of the human race. And what I think is important is that a man should protect that and support that in every way that he can because, you know, women um, and you know the whole female energy plays a key role in society and, and mankind moving forward and any guy out there who's doing the wrong thing is getting in the way of that of people's rights of respect and it's just not right I hope I'm trying to communicate this message in the right way so I think it's important that the good men out there band together and support all of these women coming forward and it's wrong if any other guy thinks that um, it's okay to disrespect women in the way that they are. So I think, you know, as as a man, I'm coming forward and saying, you know, pull your finger out, guys, and stop being assholes um, in the industry because you've got no right, no place 
um, to be disrespecting women, um, especially in the allegations that are coming forward from so many different people. Um, unfortunately, a lot of these things might not be proven, um, but the sheer volume of it from credible people, from people who have been around the industry from a long, for a long time, that would other ha- otherwise have no reason to lie about stuff. The volume of it's just a lot, and it's just not it's just not on from you know the guy's side. So get it together. And one of the things that I I fear is I think um, a lot of the celebrities who have large followings, um, and when a lot of the women are banding together, banding together, they've got a lot of support behind them. Um, where they can start to build, and hopefully that you know it does help them when they when they come forward and build the courage to talk about the experiences they've got. But when a lot of the women get together and, and show their support for each other, it allows um, you know a lot of the the women in the industry to come forward as they should and start talking about the bad experiences that they've had, so that we can start to stop what's going on. Hopefully, and one of the th- things I've, I fear about is that it may not um, may not go into um, society outside of that industry as much as it possibly could, if that makes sense. So hopefully, you know, when a lot of the celebrities come out, um, those who are not celebrities, you know, just, um, you know, women who, uh, you know, are in maybe relationships where they're treated bad, just day-to-day lives where they're not a celebrity, where they don't have um, a large big following or a large big um, community of support. Hopefully, still a lot of these other women that are coming forward out of the industry, um, it gives them the strength also to speak up. And I think that's also where, um, if they don't have that support from other women out there, that you know, as men, we start standing up for these women and protecting them as well by showing the other guys out there who think it's okay to be, you know, behaving the way they are, that it's not on. Um, so at least. Um, women who feel like they don't have the support in a community or they don't have a, a group of people around them that can can, can support them or um, protect them, um, that they can still feel that they can go to somewhere where they can trust because, you know, yes, there's a, a, a seems to be a large um, volume of men in the industry that are, you know, misbehaving and doing whatever they're doing that's just not right, you know, these harassment claims and things like that. Um, but there's also a lot of good good guys out there as well uh, that will stand up for for the women out there, and and they should do that. So hopefully, you know the the strength um, of of all these women branches out throughout the world, and it doesn't just stay within the um, within the field in, film industry. Um, and you know the the people that feel like they might not have the support groups out there still get the the courage somehow to speak up because they shouldn't have to go through what they are i recently added to my bucket list of things to get and here's a big one i know it's big uh a Tesla, Tesla motor vehicle. Now, I am currently driving a Mini Cooper uh, and I've out uh, outgrown it as far as the family's concerned. I actually have two baby seats inside this thing. 
you'll be remarkably uh, surprised about how spacious it is, it is on the inside um, of a Mini Cooper. Well, I mean, it's not actually that spacious, really, but compared to what it actually looks like on the outside, um, it's it's got a decent amount of room inside, and because you're surrounded by so much glass around you, um, with the front big windscreens really big and the, the side glass on the doors um, for the windows and just all the glass and the glass top roof, it's just it just gives the perception that there's a lot of space. But um, as far as a family car concerned, and um, at this stage in my life, um, I am uh, well and truly looking forward to getting something bigger. This has been a fun car to drive. It handles really well. It's just, um, I don't know, it's just kind of like this, this classic type car, but it's cool. But um, definitely outgrown it, and recently been, uh, have added to the bucket list, as I said, a Tesla. So I, uh, and any time I put something on my bucket list, like it's it's a challenge because once it goes on there, it doesn't come off um, until I get it. Even if I, sometimes I take things off my bucket list, um, but it's rare. I generally, once I put something on there, I just kind of have to prove to myself they've got to get it. So they, well, in Australia, no doubt they're going to be phenomenally expensive. There is three models on where the, uh, the, uh, I th well, I don't know all three of names, it might be two, but I, the ones that I am aware of is the S and the X. And uh, the S in Australia um, is set to be released in 2019. So I'm not sure what that's like for the rest of the world, it's probably the same. Um, but the prices were quoted in US dollars, and I think it's starting from around, is it? 30 to 40 maybe 40,000 US dollars so um, converting that to Australian dollars for um, a, a sedan it's not cheap uh, but I am very keen and a huge supporter of self-driving vehicles I think that self-driving vehicles are phenomenally more safer than uh, humans driving I am in big support of that I think that um, Humans can get distracted very easily. I think that their their eyes, once they're focused on the road or a task, is focused on that task or that item. If if someone's eyes look to the right, their peripheral vision on the left is gone. Um, if they look in the rearview mirror, um, the way that they can see in front of them is diminished. Uh, but when you look at the way that a Tesla self-driving car um, works, is it's constantly looking front and back and um, all around it about objects that are moving and it's tracking and trending those all the time um, and to me it's got eyes everywhere at any point in time which inherently makes it safer uh, now people can say but do you trust that algorithm that runs that the code or whatever the programming is it designed um, what if it fails most of the cars nowadays have electric components of some sort where there's electric power steering I'm sure the braking in a lot of cars nowadays has some electric components in it there's nothing to stop these electrical components failing anyway. Um, and it seems to me that the track record that uh, Elon Musk has, to me, shows good support that he will be designing and building products that um, are world-class. So he's got my support, and I'm very, very keen to eventually get myself a Tesla. Not to mention, these things are remarkably fast. Um, you know, based on an electric vehicle, I mean, this, the... Acceleration rates these things are getting like 
you know, mid three seconds. Um, I think the, the Tesla S, uh, which will be their entry level Tesla into the electro, electric car market, has like a 5.5 zero to 60 mile, which is zero to 100 equivalent. Um, I mean, that's in the realm of like a Porsche. Um, and the other vehicle is just phenomenally fast as well. We're talking like, you know, supercar level. So they're definitely breaking some, uh, some, some tech. Rather breaking some like tech, some tech barriers, some innovation. They're just breaking through that. And to me, it's impressive. So I'm all about that. In fact, I think, uh, I'm not sure how it's progressing or actually went ahead, but um, as far as I was aware, Elon Musk put a proposal to um, Australia that he could solve some of our energy problems um, in a record amount of time. So, you know, I even have faith that um, he could actually do that if, um, if given the opportunity. He's just innovative. So um, I'm all about that. I'm all about automation. I'm all about um, making things safer. Um, and if we can get AI tech and um, just tech in general to the point where it can be safer than humans for a particular task uh, and truly be safer, tried and um, tried and tested, then I'm all for that. So, yes, whether it's 2019 or 2020, or I doubt it'd be 2018. Um, but sometime it's on the bucket list for a car to get. So, I don't know. The, the black looks good, but so does, I think it comes in white too. The black, the white, I don't know. Just either one. They just look pretty cool too. I've seen a few of them around. I don't know how it would fetch though if you have to charge it um, all the time on long trips because there isn't a lot of charging bays around here. Not many people have a Tesla. I think if you live closer to the uh, place of purchase um, where they've actually got the Tesla showroom, um, you can charge it there. But I'm on the outskirts of Sydney, so we've got no Tesla shop uh, showroom next to us. As far as I know, I might be wrong, but... So yes, that's the bucket list. <clears throat> my bucket list isn't that big. I don't have all that much stuff on it. On my bucket list, I've got, um, as you know, Apple AirPods, they're on there too. <laughs> so it's a fast stretch between Apple AirPods and a Tesla. Um, the new Apple TV is also on there. Uh, I've got the first or second generation Apple TV, so that's on there as well. Um, ticked off the house, we bought a house, so that's no longer on the bucket list. Well first home's no longer on the bucket list. Now it's um, planning for a second one eventually. Um, so yeah, one day I'll go into talking about my bucket list a little bit more, but for now that's uh, that's the only insight you're going to get to my bucket list. <laughs> I'll keep you guessing.